E-S-N-Y. Okay, we're good. It's all good. There we go. It's recording. You did it. You did it. All right. I'm running the show today, guys. I'm not doing the intro, though, but um, I could try. It is uh, ESNY's Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York. Um, Was that good? Yeah, that was perfect. You nailed it. Okay, Okay, good. Because it's episode 45. Um, Basically, the The Garrett Garrett Cole Cole episode. Except... You know, we're going to talk a little bit about Garrett Cole, but not the whole time. So don't worry. Um, and I know it's presented by Rivercrest NYC, but I don't have the wordage for the ad. That's OK. I think I've just shortened the ad uh, to this is presented by Rivercrest NYC and Astoria, Queens, because it's not a new bar anymore. And if you're listening to us now, you probably already heard that they have a very large selection of beers, a lot of TVs and a huge venue. And then it's the best bar in the entire world. You've probably already heard that. So I definitely won't be saying that on this podcast. Oh, well, you're hearing it again. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So once again, which is great, a lot happened this week, including pitchers and catchers reporting for duty uh, down in Tampa for spring training. So finally, I know. Thank you. Finally. It's it's been one hell of an off season, and it's finally nice to know that players are actually going to be back to playing baseball like they're supposed to be. I mean, so it's, it's everything that I've ever wanted. The only thing I've been hoping for since the last season ended was that first video you get of a bullpen session where there's like seven pitchers lined up across, and they all have their own catcher, and they're all just throwing fastballs at the same time. Oh, I live for that video. I live for that. Something about the pop of the glove. And we saw it today. Uh, A lot of people posted videos of Garrett Cole and, you know, his first time in the Yankees complex and throwing some pitches. And, oh, man, it's just, it's heaven. It looks so natural. It looks Heaven in my eyes. This was meant to be. Exactly. I would say so. It's, uh, and this is the Garrett Cole episode. So here we go. We already talked about Garrett Cole. First day of spring training ends up being Garrett Cole. It's Garrett Cole's Yankee debut, and it's our 45th episode. The universe just has a way like that. Uh, they just knew. We all knew. Well, one person's missing from spring training. Obviously, Domingo Herman will not be participating in spring training, which some people seem to think that was um, shocking. I thought that was in his conditions. He was not to be at spring training. Yeah, that is not at all allowed. I right. was when I saw that he was going to be working out at the um, the Dominican complex. I was like, I, d- I don't even know if that's allowed because <laughs> technically it's still a Yankees complex. But like, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess no one really cares where Domingo Herman keeps himself ready for the season as long as he's just like not here. Right. Right. No, I mean, uh, apparently a lot of people were pretty shocked that he was not there. And I was like, I thought this was a 
a stipulation of his suspension. So yeah, y'all haven't been paying attention. Yeah, come on, guys, pick it up, pick it up. But no, he's not there. But um, Luis Severino is there, and Luis Severino made his entrance with a, a scooter, and it was awesome. Yeah, I, it was it was the first thing I saw today um, when I was at work. Luis Severino just scooting on into the locker room. It was it's unbelievable. They they say that you can tell how the season is going to go from the first viral entrance. And we nailed it. Luis Severino nailed it. Definitely think so. There's 162 and 0. Here we go. That's great. That's great. Um, And I'm just kind of looking through other news and stuff like that, too. Um, So since everyone is reporting for spring training, there have certainly been comments, which are great. Um, I'm going to start with Masahiro Tanaka. Um, So, you know, he not to start with Gary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, because that's the best part. So Masahiro Tanaka it is. Uh, so he basically said that he felt that they got cheated out of the World Series, which, uh, you know, it's hard to say. Um, and I know that Aaron Boone had a comment about that, obviously, later on, because that's all they're going to be asked this spring training, honestly. Um, there's no other topics they're really going to want to discuss. They want to know what they feel about the Astros and their sign stealing. But Masahiro Tanaka said he felt cheated. And kind of looking back at the 2017 ALCS, he's not wrong um, from his point of view. So if you look, he pitched game one and he pitched game five. In, um, in Houston. Both yep, Powell, game one is in game Houston. Five, yeah, game five was at home. Correct. And in Houston despite all the the sign stealing and stuff going on, he's still only allowed two runs in six innings of work. The other problem here is that the Yankees couldn't score any runs. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of look back at it, you see that maybe the Astros knew exactly what was coming and were still able to scrape across those those runs across the board. If they didn't know what was coming, who's to say that they couldn't have, you know, been scoreless against Tanaka? Because playoff Tanaka is prime Tanaka. I love he's him a beast. in the playoffs. He's a beast. So, I think when it though, all comes... I think what it all comes back to is what you said, like, who knows? Who knows how that series shakes out if the Astros aren't stealing signs? Who knows? Right. Maybe they still win, but maybe the Yankees win. Who knows? Right. I mean, just looking at that first game and honestly, even the second game, to be completely, uh, completely honest, you know, those were two games that ended 2-1-2-1 in Houston. And not sure if the Yankees caught on and were, you know, starting to change their signs around. But when they went back to the Bronx, you know, they won eight to one. They won. Hold on. Your face is in the way. Eight to one, six to four and five to nothing. So. You know, it's it's really hard to say. And Aaron Boone basically kind of said the same thing. He's like, it really is an unknown. And. It just sucks having this unknown here, just waving over your head. Yeah. And also, just on a side note, shout out to our guy, Mike Medvin, who brought up something today that I had not even considered a single time this offseason. What was that? Because I love Mr. Mike. If the Yankees knew that the Astros were stealing signs, why was Araldis Chapman going with straight signs in game six of the ALCS? If you know... If you know they have the signs, why aren't you going sequence right from the jump? You're not Which right. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I honestly don't even know if he knows the answer to that. He doesn't. It's a mystery. The world may never know. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, I mean, there have been plenty of responses around the league in general to Astros cheating. And in fact, I believe it was, um, oh, sorry, my brain's everywhere. Listen, I took a nap, okay? I always take a nap before <laughs> I play Frisbee. And I had, I was just telling my roommate, I had the weirdest dream and it felt so real, but it definitely wasn't real because there's no way. And now I'm just like really out of sorts right now. So there we go. Just let Are me you know. just not going to tell the listeners what the dream was? No, because I can't even explain it myself. I don't understand it. <laughs> there was a mountain okay. boy and he was evil. And like all my friends went out to dinner with my family. This, this is not podcast talk. This is something else. We'll talk about it later. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Um, but I'm trying to remember who apologized. Who Marvin apologized? Gonzalez. Marvin That's Gonzalez. who it was. I knew it. I was, for whatever reason, I was thinking it was Jake Marisnik, but I was like, no, we're waiting for him to apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So he apologized and was the first ex-player to actually give a straight up apology. Yeah. And it was shocking that mm-hmm. nobody was like mad at him. It's almost like owning it and, you know, taking, taking the responsibility for real, not like the way Jeff Luna did it was the best PR strategy. Who could have guessed that? Who's been saying that all offseason? I don't Definitely know. It wasn't who's, us. Who's been saying that? Definitely wasn't us. <laughs> um, yeah, so he did. A, he had an apology. You know, you're hearing from other players aclo- across the league with very vulgar statements, uh, basically saying the Astros are shitty and um, – Kind of funny to read and everything. It just yeah. it goes to show just how hated this team is going to be this entire season. I mean, they are going to be booed every which way. Fairly. Fairly. Like, they yeah. earn that. Right. Exactly. And... They, they probably earned a little bit more, too. They probably earned all the, all the bean balls they're going to be taking this year. Like, the players are going to take this into their own hands. I don't think anybody isn't expecting that. I would. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if the first player of the year gets hit. Well, it's become very clear that whoever is speaking out against the Astros, like Mike Fires, he spoke out against the whole scandal and stuff like that, and he's getting blasted by the media. Just, just hit him. I mean, I don't. I don't condone that. I don't like to condone that. But there are going to be a lot of brawls this year, and they're probably well earned. Yeah. Also, along those lines, is Mike Fires getting killed in the media? How about uh, you? Did you see Bob Melvin's quote today? No, he I did asked, not. I think it was Alex Alex Coffey of the Athletic. She's the uh, the A's beat writer, but she asked Bob Melvin, "Oh, what do you what do you think about Mike Fires? How is this going to be? Like, did you guys talk to the MLB? How is Mike Fires going to be received?" And he was like, "I know for a fact we told the MLB and other teams told the MLB, and they didn't do." jack shit so my fires came out and he said it and he, he gave the push that that had to get him there well 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 how the tables have turned it What's seems up, that mendoza yeah it seems as though jess mendoza was a little misguided there hmm mm. interesting Ooh, i like this i like this drama that's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I eat um, that shit up. I have a whole thing about the MLB right now, but we'll get into that later. Oh, Plus, trust me, we will, we're going to discuss that because I have words. Yeah, I was me too. Texting you with words today, and yeah, lots of words. Um, 
and then also in other news, the Houston Astros reported to camp and uh, no, no one's speaking. They're hiding. There are ropes around the edge. They're um, extremely guarded. Cat on Twitter basically was like, you know who does this? Uh, this ish is people who do things that are wrong. Yeah, people who are guilty as fuck. <laughs> right. It's like one of those things when the cops call you on TV shows and you run, of course you're guilty. Yeah. And it just, it, like, it, it, I know that they were, the reason was that they're planning on making, a, like, a team statement, everybody together. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you had three months to get that statement together. And I nobody did it. I can't wait to see what the PR department has come up with for that statement. Oh, I, it's going to be incredible. I'm I am going to be so tuned into that tomorrow. Just based on previous quotes, it seems as though that is going to be the highlight of the offseason, even though we do have a contender for quote of uh, the spring so far. Yes. Would you like me to get into that? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, The quote of the spring thus far, Gary Sanchez, speaking to the media through his translator, of course. But as he met with him today, he said, quote, I'm not going to quote yet. He was asked about the Houston Astros and the whole Jose Altuve possibly knowing that the last pitch was coming in the 2019 ALCS Game 6. And he said, I can tell you this. If I hit a home run to send my team to the World Series... They can rip off my pants. They can rip off anything. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This is not funny. This is a serious comment. <laughs> I, it's just as soon as you said it, I was just the whole the whole of all the tweets today just popped right back in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and he also mentioned, uh, I will say that it was quote unquote hard to say if they were cheated out of the World Series title. So he did say that. However, he gave us that freaking gem of a quote that is oh, quote hilarious. of the year quote of the year hilarious you know what a lot of people on twitter were responding of course and doing memes and all that jazz chris dixon one of my favorite followers on twitter literally wrote underneath it he said release the kraken and now i just can't unsee i just can't unsee <laughs> it <laughs> you just have this this mental image of gary sanchez running across the field butt-ass naked burned into your brain oh my god the fat the fat lazy slob as everyone calls him just jiggling his way all the way to left field (laughs) and trust me i have more quotes i'm I'm gonna do uh do more quotes (laughs) later but here's what i'm thinking okay i just i had this thought as i was sitting there laughing about this quote you know how we talked about last year how a celebration is organic Yes. When they get a hit, I bet you they're going to try and rip off their pants. <laughs> that would actually have a pretty good one. It's organic. It's classic. It's hilarious. You know, like they it's do with the tracksuit. It's going to make some dangerous content. Yeah, it's going to make some dangerous content. With like the tracksuits with the buttons on them, just like, whoosh, you know, pretending yeah. to do that. That would be funny. Okay. That would be funny. <laughs> I just, I can't believe that's what he said. Like, that's his first, the first time he's talked to the media in the entire offseason. And he goes, yeah, if I did that, all my clothes, gone. Hey, guys, welcome back. Let me give you a freaking gem that you're going to quote all season long. (laughs) That was by far the funniest thing I've heard out of Gary Sanchez's mouth. That is funny. 
I mean, so clearly he had some problems with Jose Altuve because if it was his choice, he literally would have had people rip off his pants, you know, which I yeah. understand where he's coming from. He's, he would be so excited to hit a home run to send his team to the World Series that all bets are off, you know? Uh, yeah, declothe me. Whatever. I'll do anything right now. Okay, so I I texted James earlier and I said I said I was going to try and read a quote with um I'm sorry, read a tweet that had uh it was basically like a meme about Gary Sanchez. He's laughing right now. He just knows I can't do it. So, um this is what I'm going to call my <clears throat> Twitter th- Twitter theta. That was my best attempt in a British accent. There's a lot of laughing going on today. This is just funny. So I'll start with Brendan Cuddy. Um, basically, he <laughs> stop laughing. I can't. I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. I can't okay. do it. So Brendan Cuddy tweeted earlier today. Scene. It's late October. Gary Sanchez is standing naked on the field at Yankee Stadium. His uniform <laughs> torn off his body. The Yankees are going to the World Series. <laughs> Okay. It's just, it's the mental image of just butt-ass naked Gary Sanchez standing at home plate. So the memes are running rampant already. I'm crying. I'm I'm laughing so hard. I'm crying. (laughs) But the best part is um, this gentleman, his name is Alex Wood. I'm going to even shout out his Twitter handle because this is by far the best response I've seen. He's at third base Dan. And he tweets in response... In quotes, like he's an announcer. Release the, oh dear God, Gary, you can't do that. No, unrelease it. Gary is being chased around by security. And they finally tackle him in the outfield. I did, I did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you made it through. You made it all the way through. <laughs> it's just, Listen. It's, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Twitter's a mess. But things like this make it just so much better if you haven't read responses to his quotes and comments please do you will get a huge laugh out of them oh it's it's perfect it's perfect this is what twitter was was meant for that was twitter theater you're welcome I like that name. You didn't you didn't tell me that name in advance. I like that. That's no, coming I back. In That's fact, a... I wasn't even gonna send you the tweet in advance because I wanted to surprise you and really make you just die laughing. No, I, but apparently that would have were... derailed the whole thing. That would have derailed the whole thing. <laughs> so coming back to the whole, you know, spring training thing. Um like I said, a lot of teams are responding to the Astros cheating. Honestly, I feel kind of bad for these players that are coming in. Because they're coming in, they're trying to focus on their team, they're trying to focus on, you know, improving themselves to win a championship, they're trying to work hard, and all the questions that are going to be asked this offseason are going to be about the freaking Houston Astros. And that's just not fair. Yeah, and it's going to be that way for, until the Astros make their way through their division at least one time, and through the Yankees, Red Sox, like competitive teams, it's going to be, it's just going to be a repeat of all those questions. We're going to ask them every single time. It's not just the Yankees. It's going to be every single team. It's going to be the Washington Nationals even. It's going to be it's going to be everyone. There's really it's it's a baseball problem and it's going to be a huge huge issue and they're just going to talk about it at every single spring training camp. You're not going to be able to get away from it which sucks. Yeah, and I, there are a lot of other things that you'd rather talk about in spring training. Um 
hopefully I know Aaron Boone's in this press conference. He's going to let everyone kind of get it out of their system. Um, the players like, Hey, make your comments now. Like I know it's mm-hmm. important for you to address it personally. And then there's going to come a point where it's like, okay, let's move on. Let's focus on the season. Let's go. Hopefully that's sooner rather than later. I'd prefer for, I'd prefer to not hear about the Houston Astros from opening day until the first time that we play them. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. But I did also. What are you going to do? Right. I did also see news that um, former Yankee Carlos Beltran is basically now being referred to as the uh, godfather of the sign stealing scheme. And current players or players of the 2017 Houston Astros are the ones that are saying, yep, it was him. It was him. Scapegoat much? Yeah. the, The whole situation is just ridiculous at this point. Where it's like, I can't even tell what's real and what's, like, somebody covering their own ass anymore. Right. Like, it just... Are we going to say Carlos Beltran just showed up in 2017? And I know he's this respected veteran and he's a Hall of Famer. And he just shows up and all of a sudden it's, oh, this guy wants us to cheat, so I guess we have to. Like, no. But here's my thing is that a lot of a lot of people are talking about how he's that godfather. He's the mastermind behind all of this. And it really doesn't play along to the the image he has around the league. Yeah. And I I mean, I, I mean, guess who, I could. Who knows? Who knows? I guess I could see that, you know, he's a he's a prominent player. He's been in the league for a long time. But, you know, I think I just always got the image that he was just such a kind hearted Nice guy, always willing to help out his teammates and stuff. Well, he was helping out his teammates. But yeah. I honestly, I, I don't know what to believe. But personally, I don't believe he is the major issue behind all the sign-stealing stuff. I feel like if there if other players had a problem with it, they should have stood up and said something. I feel like if even just one person stood up and said something, a Jose Altuve, uh, you know, a Carlos Correa, that it would make a difference. But apparently not. Apparently, Carlos Beltran's just that scary that no one can say something to him. Yeah, even I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far with the players because I get like I get it. Some of them were were rookies, and Jose Altuve wasn't an MVP, even though he had been there for a few years. And I mean, what do you what do you say if you're Alex Bregman and you show up and Carlos Beltran's like, "This is what we do here." Like, mm-hmm. all right, but if you're AJ Hinch. You're going to tell me that the guy you just brought in in the middle of the season, now he, he runs this shit. This is, this is his boat now. Like, mm-hmm. You're the manager of the team and you have no fucking say. Come on. Come on. And you okay. say he did that bullshit interview with Tom Verducci where I said, oh, well, if I knew what I knew now and my time as a manager, if I was as, as confident in myself as a leader, I probably would have done something. What do you mean you weren't confident in yourself as a leader? You're the manager of a major league baseball team. That's literally your job. (laughs) Your job is to lead. (laughs) So you're just saying you're shitty at your job. Sounds like a high school mentality there. You know, people scared of the the bullies. It's mean girls all over again, just, you know, with much bigger baseball players. And I also want to talk a little bit about Aaron Boone's first press conference um, at spring training. A couple of quotes from there. Um... Basically, he said that he was asked if um, he's convinced the Astros weren't wearing devices during last year's ALCS. And he said, no, that's certainly one of the great unknowns. I don't really dwell on things I'm unable to control. 
I look at it now as it's time to move on and look forward. That is the proper response. Yeah, that's somebody who sat down with the PR department and said, okay, this is what you're supposed to say when you're asked a question like this. Well, let's be honest. The Yankees PR department is by far the best in the league. I read in oh, inside, yeah, great. yeah, I read in Inside the Empire, like when players are coming up through the system, they are taking classes the entire time on how to properly approach the media, how to, um, you know, make it sound like a team effort as opposed to just you. Were certain words like buzzwords and keywords and stuff like that too? So the Yankees PR department knows what they're doing. The Astros PR department clearly does not, but the Yankees no. have been around for a lot longer. That's why the that's why the Yankees are always the class of the league. You say, oh, like look at CC Sabathia. Like his approach was different than Brett Gardner. CC liked to have fun with the media, but then at the end of the day, it's yeah, whatever's best for the team. And Brett Gardner is the opposite. He's going to give you the professional answer every time, no matter what. And at the end of the day, it's whatever's best for the team. And you have this this great PR system where everybody's always saying the right thing. Nobody ever nobody ever really causes a PR storm for the Yankees with a quote. Right. Except Gary Sanchez when he said that he'd be fully nude at home plate if he hit a home run in game six of the ALCS to send his team to the World Series. Honestly, I'm sure the PR department didn't see that coming. No, I'm sure they didn't. And they probably just assumed they were like, you know what, that's just just Gary being Gary, at least. Yeah, uh, that's fine. That's we're funny fine. now. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> but he also mentioned... Um, to Aaron Boone during his interview, they did ask him about his um, respect level for Hinch, Alex Cora, and Carlos Beltran. And this is from uh, Dan uh, Federico, who actually used to write for ESNY. So congrats, Dan, for doing big things out there. But um, basically said, after a long pause, look, I still consider these guys friends, but it's been hard wrapping my head around it all. I think as human beings, we all fall down, but it's been a little bit of a struggle for me. Poor guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that feeling. Like, you don't want you don't want to say anything bad, but also deep down, you kind of know you're disappointed in people you considered friends. Exactly, exactly. So you know what? I think I think the Yankees need to get this out of their system. I think the fans need the Yankees to get this out of their system so they can oh, yeah. stop fixating and focusing on the fact that maybe some of the players don't necessarily believe that um, they were cheated out of the World Series. Not sure. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. And I think I we just, are slowly getting it out. Like, every yeah. player is going to say something about it, and then it's going to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, just on uh, on the news trade deal front, um, Cameron Maben sounds like he's close to signing with the Detroit Tigers. I think, I think it's actually official now. I think is it became it official? official a couple hours ago. They gave him well, uh, number four. He's going to be mm-hmm. number four now. Now a coach has to find a new number. Well, good for him. Going to miss him like hell, but he's going to be with Austin Romine in a better place. Just kidding. Not a better place. Speaking of Austin Romine, Jesus Christ, did that guy grow out a beard? He turned in. He must have gone into the wilderness for the past three months and just He returned. literally looks like Sasquatch. He literally looks it? like Sasquatch. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't even recognize him in the picture. The tweet that I saw, <laughs> I was like, I was like, look at Austin Roman. I was like, where? <laughs> Is he in the background? Like, I know I saw this. You sent me that picture and I was like, okay, haha. And I was like, Austin, who's Austin? I'm like, Austin? Like, Romine, Austin Romine? Oh my gosh. Hey, listen, that's that's what happens when the Yankees, when uh, former Yankees go to other teams. I mean, they 
they take advantage of that hair policy. And I know we've yeah, talked about the hair policy. I get it. I know we talked about it. So we don't need to talk about it again. But I do want to say that uh, just a quick shout out to Brian Hoke um, doing an awesome job with his spring training coverage videos, everything. I think he was the one I saw the two Garrett Cole videos from, but also keeping everyone engaged, which is really, really great. So if you haven't looked at like his Instagram stories, he's constantly putting up a question thing where you can ask him questions. Um, Very active on Twitter. Just one of my, one of my faves to follow for spring training stuff. So make sure to give him a follow if you haven't already. Absolutely. Uh, The Yankees honestly have the best beat writers. They do. I can't imagine anyone else having having as much fun as our beat writers do. Right, exactly. And it helps that the team is good, but it also helps that the team is entertaining as all hell. Yeah. Okay, shall we discuss what is on everyone's mind this past week? Do you know what it is? I do. I'm just in the back of my mind. I'm trying to make sure we covered all the Yankees news. I think we did. Let's do it. All right, playoff format. So basically, information was released Monday morning about a revised playoff format for Major League Baseball. Some of the keys, seven playoff teams in each league instead of five. The best regular season record on each side gets a bye into the LDS. Um, Other, you know, the higher level teams, so the other two division winners, and then the first wild card winner um, with the higher records pick their opponents. Um. And host them for a three-game wild card round. And I say host in all caps because that means they play only. So say if it's, you know, the Cleveland Indians, they only play in Cleveland. Even if it's all three games. They're not moving anywhere. All right. So Rob Manfred came out with that. Honestly, I have a lot of words about this. First of all. Yeah, let's get your words out there first. I have a lot lot of them. I was going to compare it to language. I was first of all, I was going to compare it to The Bachelor, and this is like a reality mm-hmm. TV type thing. Listen, you don't get to decide who you give your rose to to spend your next series with. That's not how it works. Okay, you shouldn't get to do that. I think that's totally unfair. I don't like that at all. It also gives the underdogs, you know, maybe more of a motivation to be like, "Wow, I got to play a three game series in Boston. Hell yeah, bring it on!" And they could sweep in Boston. Who knows? They could win. The first two games. You just never know. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I think it's cheesy. I think it's crap. I think ugh, I hate it. It's it's gimmicky as hell. It's gimmicky right. as hell. And right. it's just we play 162 of these games. And the point of the playoffs is to match up the best teams with the worst teams to give the best teams the best chance to play the other best teams. So now you're gonna be picking and choosing. Like we play 162 of these things. That's enough time right. to figure it out. So it's like we're playing kickball. We're picking kickball teams, but we're trying to have the worst team possible. Like, mm, I'm going to pick the Rays just so you can play the Rays. I, I don't like that. No. And I think Because, like, even if, you know, maybe one team is like a – like, say the Tampa Bay Rays win, you know, one of the wild card spots and they are, uh, they've won like 95 games. That's still pretty impressive. That's still a good team. And yet the other division or, you know, the other teams have different records and stuff like that that are close. But, you know, the Yankees, if they are, you know, deciding to pick between 
the Red Sox and the Rays or something like that, they're not going to pick the Red Sox in the first round. There's no way. You don't want to face the, the Red Sox. The Red Sox are really bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to face the Red Sox because honestly, anything could happen when you play the Red Sox. The Yankees could win the division and they still might have a you know 500 record against the Red Sox. You're not going to pick the Red Sox regardless of their record. You're just not. It's just, it makes, it makes no sense because, you know, let's, let's do it this way. Let's cover all of the, all of the proposed changes and then we'll kind of recap it because my whole, my whole thing stems from what this is really about. Okay. All right. So seven playoff teams in each league instead of five. It's way too many. It's way too many. It's, It's, I mean, that's an unsustainable system. Well, it's also rewarding just okay teams. Like, if that's the concept, the Mets are last year, the Mets would be a playoff team. The Red Sox would have been a playoff team. Yeah, teams that, that didn't deserve to be in the playoffs, to be honest. Right. So, they why were not would that you... gr- they were not great teams? So, yeah, last year I was kind of doing a little bit of the, the math and stuff. It would have been obviously the Yankees, the Twins, um, the Astros. And then it would have been the A's. It would have been the Tampa Bay Rays, the Cleveland Indians, and the Boston Red Sox. Now, the Red Sox, we've pretty much destroyed them for their 2019 season. Why the yeah, hell we were would 14 they... and 5 against them. Why, why the hell would they go into the playoffs? Why would you let them go into the playoffs just because you want more teams there because you think it's going to be more fun and more people are going to watch? No. Let's, let's, let's... I'm going to preview what I'm going to talk about later. Let's stop pretending like Major League Baseball gives a flying shit about fan interest. Because they don't. They don't. So they don't care about having the Red Sox in just, oh, let's make the playoffs more interesting for the fans. They don't give a shit. They don't Mm -mm. care. It's not about the fans. It's about the playoff revenue going to the owners, not the fans. You can field a just decent team for not that much money and make the playoffs, you get more money. You're not investing in your team. And this is the point that I made in the article I wrote on this yesterday. Joel Sherman pointed out in an attempt, Joel Sherman of the New York Post, pointed out an attempt to excite fans about this little. It says, hey, well, look at the last 10 World Series winners. Out of those 10, only three of them had the best record in baseball. And Four of them were outside the top five of the best record in baseball. So you're telling me that a pretty decent team has just as much chance to win as the team that's rated the best based on based on past results. So if you're an owner, why would you spend like if you're Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman, why spend three hundred and twenty four million dollars on Garrett Cole? When you've made the playoffs all of these years and you're basically, oh, well, one of these years it's going to work out. Why would you do that? You wouldn't because it doesn't make any sense. So you're just rewarding teams who are who don't want to spend the money to be elite teams or don't want to develop the talent to be elite teams. You're right, James. You're right. You're right. I. <clears throat> more words, more words. Okay. Honestly, I feel like this is all like the whole proposal and everything is just a huge distraction because 
everyone in Major League Baseball, the fans, everyone is talking about the Houston Astros and complaining about how the game has changed. So basically they're saying, hey, let's distract everyone with just a mindless proposal to expand the MLB season and reward mediocre teams by simply giving them extra money for making the playoffs. And maybe they'll forget about the Astros cheating. So nobody likes that the game is changing, but let's change it more. The playoffs are not the thing that has to be changed. If you looked at at any playoffs in any sport, it's maybe playoff baseball and playoff hockey. Or it's like, this is as good as it gets for playoff sports. Playoff hockey is just one of the most exciting things in the world. It's pretty standard. But like playoff baseballs, I mean, the national story this year, maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe that doesn't happen if you have extra teams in there. Maybe they if they have to play a three-game series against um, who they play, the Milwaukee Brewers, mm-hmm. maybe the Brewers come out on top of that series. Who knows? Who knows? And that's – it just – it doesn't make any sense. It's, right. And Trevor Bauer said this. He went on a whole rant about it. Trevor Bauer said, the thought that you could give the best team in baseball almost a week off as a, a, to, as a reward, quote-unquote, to get a buy for having the best record. That's not a reward. That's not a reward in baseball. You don't want, you want to play baseball. Baseball players are conditioned to play every single day. We talk about it all the time. This guy just needs, quote unquote, regular at-bats. He's got to get in a rhythm. How often have we seen Clint Frazier, who probably deserved a spot on the 2019 roster at times, say, well, we're going to leave him in AAA, one, because of his defense, but two, because we don't want him just wasting away on the bench here. We want him in the lineup every single day. We want him getting those reps because those reps are the most important thing. This isn't football where you only play once a week. So what's an extra week? Right. Right. No, I mean, I absolutely 100% agree with that. Uh, Obviously you get basically right now, the format is if you win the division, you are getting a by for the next round anyway because you but you're not getting a whole week break you got that wild card round one game series nice and quick get a couple extra days but it's not like you're taking a week off yeah you're playing three days later right exactly and that's not bad I mean that's basically coming back from well not really coming back from the all-star break but you know coming back from Maybe like a, a travel day or something like that. That's that's more so what it feels like. That's what these guys are used to. So the longer you make them sit, the worse they're going to play. Yeah, you take you take everyone out of their rhythm. And the thing that, that Bauer pointed out in the video specifically was, what if the way your lineup shakes out, you have your ace pitching four days before the end of the season? That was one of my now points. He's got, yeah, he's got three days off now. And then you have a bye in the first round. So that's like another five days off. And you're looking at your best pitcher hasn't pitched in 10 days. Like he's not right. going to be sharp. He's not. He basically skipped the start. So I think one of the other things, too, that, by the way, that Trevor Bauer um, interview, I think it was with Barstool. Was I not correct? I think I think he did oh, something with, with Barstool, but he also did with some Momentum. It was with I think Momentum. Was the name of the company? Yeah, yeah Momentum. Um, very, very... He's very passionate about the sport and helping grow the sport. He had some really interesting things to say, and he was right about all of them, no matter how nuts you think he is. He was absolutely right about the fans. Baseball's not – they don't care about the fans right now. They just want more money. And Yeah, they don't. that's what we said before. They don't give a shit about fan interest. Right. 
Why would and they? adding those, you know, adding those extra games and stuff for the the three game wild card series, um, you know, that's a that's an obvious ploy for networks to get more money too. You know, they're going to be showing those on various networks. They're they're going to get more money because they're going to get more people watching. And I want to be completely honest. I will absolutely watch no matter what because I love baseball. Like that's my thing. Yeah, no, I, I'm gonna watch. Obviously. You know exactly. But the thing is, like, even now, it's way too much to watch. You got four different series going on at the same time, and it's hard to keep track. Absolutely. It's hard enough, especially, like, during the season, during the regular season. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about right now, I don't have, I don't have cable in my room. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing most of my work from my bedroom in the apartment. I don't have cable. I don't even have Wi-Fi right now, but that's besides the point. I have to mm-hmm. go out and buy a full streaming package just to get the Yes Network. Mm. But I would so much rather buy MLB TV and just the only thing I can watch live is baseball. That's that's heaven to me. That's the only thing I watch anyway. Right. So, But I can't watch the Yes Network in New York because there's blacked out. And MLB TV is not worth it if I can't watch the Yankees because how often am I really going to get the chance to watch like a Cubs-Cardinals game? Because the mm-hmm. Yankees play 162 games. You get one off day a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's just not its not realistic if you can't watch your own team. Right, right. What do you think about the, the you know, higher... I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. The, the teams with the better records picking their opponents. How do you feel about that? Because obviously, I hate it. I think it's stupid. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's... Because, again, because we play 162 of these games. And mm-hmm. and you shouldn't get to choose who you match up with best in the playoffs. That's not it's the point. It's not supposed to work like that. It's like the Yankees drew the short end of the stick by facing the freaking Red Sox in their first round of 2018 play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It That's just what happens. And you know what? They would have to bowl through them anyway because the Red Sox won the World Series. So it's ridiculous. It's stupid. Yeah. Like, do you think the Red Sox, honestly, do you think the Red Sox would have picked the Yankees if they were able to pick for that series? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No way. They would have picked the, I think it was the Indians. I think it was the Indians. Yeah, the Astros played the Indians. They would have picked the Indians, for sure. They would not pick the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Um, So, also, one of the other things, too, um, this kind of goes along with, you know, Trevor Bauer and what he was talking about with the the extra series and stuff. But I didn't think about this until yesterday. It just kind of like dawned in my brain. But if you're adding an extra series, you're pushing the baseball season out to the middle of November. That sucks. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have a, have a month and a half of playoffs, which is going to be awesome for us because we right, love watching right. baseball. But a month and a half is a long time to be in the playoffs. Even March Madness doesn't go that long. Right, exactly. I mean, if you if you look into the actual factors of the game, obviously it starts in uh, October. It, it could go till you know the middle of November when it's football season and everyone's watching football. Yeah. Which would be, you know, it would just be stress. You're already playing 162 games. Fans are already following along for all those games. Now they're adding extra games, extra time for the playoffs. It's a whole other time commitment, too. And no offense, but I don't really want to be watching baseball in the middle of November when it's probably going to snow. Yeah, especially like on the East Coast team. Say it's, say it's the Yankees in the World Series. It could mm-hmm. very well snow in November. 
say right. by some miracle it was the Detroit Tigers, it will absolutely be snowing. Oh, by far. It's snowing there in like May. So, yeah, absolutely. It's just it's another thing to think about, too. I mean, I don't think they really thought about that. They're just thinking more baseball, more money. But no offense, but I'm going to get tired of baseball by that time. I love baseball, yeah, but I'm going to get tired of it. It's tough. It, it really is a grind. You find out, I mean, like I found out pretty easily last year when I was doing the post games every day. I was like, yeah, like this is going fine. Like I'm watching all the games. Then, oh, here comes a West Coast trip. Well, now my sleep schedule is completely changed because I'm not finished working until 2.30 in the morning. And then I have to go to my day job the next day. And it's just every day. The repetitiveness of it is it's tough to keep up with. It is. It is. Um, yeah, I, I don't agree with that aspect, especially when you play every single day. Um, it's it's just exhausting. I, I don't know if I could do that. And I think that this, like I said, I, I think it's some sort of distraction, but I have a conspiracy theory. What's your conspiracy theory? I have one too. Okay. I'm not really My... a conspiracy theory, but just something to point out. <clears throat> Mine is an absolutely ridiculous conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. I'm calling this proposal the Mike Trout proposal. Because ah. honestly, expanding the playoffs is the literal only way the angels are even going to sniff the playoffs. So why not bend the rules for this once in a lifetime talent to, you know, finally get a shot to play on the biggest stage in baseball. That's my conspiracy theory because now they have an excuse to further promote Mike Trout instead of people complaining that he's not a playoff player. And next year it'll probably be 10 teams because the angels aren't going to make this year. So basically, they're using every single measure they can to bend the rules to get Mike Trout to the playoffs instead of just accepting the fact that he's rotting away his prime years in the wrong part of L.A. I would not even hate that. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Just get I'm Mike actually Trout okay. That's, that's <laughs> right? good with me. Get Mike Trout to the playoffs. The poor man has a strained back from carrying his team for the past, like, 12 years. I know it's not yeah. true, but, you know... He, Listen, I I was thinking about this because I someone mentioned something. I said, "Oh, we maybe we could see Mike Trout in the playoffs." And I said, "Oh, oh, the most marketable player actually playing in the playoffs." Ah, MLB, I see what's going on here. I've caught them. Yes. I've caught them. Totally, totally fine with me. Totally fine with me in that case. Let's do it. FBI, hire me. I know what I'm doing. We actually. When we when we do our American League preview, uh, I have a hot take. Hot take. I think the Angels may end up with a wild card spot. Who knows? I don't know. It's it's going to be between them and the A's. I think the Astros are probably still going to win the AL West, which I fucking hate saying because fuck the Astros. But I mean, the A's last year were incredible. The Angels, they have a little bit of. Rotation stability. They added a all, another all star, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's I mean, what about the Texas problem. Rangers and Greg Bird? I mean, they're interesting as well. Yes, they're we're, we're going to try and we're going to try and cover every division. Um, just a little preview for each one because we're a baseball podcast. Even though we say Yankees, we love the Yankees and we love talking about the Yankees. But sometimes you just gotta you gotta go go you your own way. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we can do that. Out. We can do that. Right, We're very to, accommodating. To springboard off this ridiculous playoff proposal, yeah. uh, my faith 
in Major League Baseball as an organization has literally never been lower. I'm like, I am so beyond skeptical of baseball, of Major League Baseball, not baseball in general, just Major League Baseball as an organization, just because of all this stuff that's going on. And you look at the CBA is about to is about to run out. And that's why this playoff proposal is even coming up because they need the players approval to change something like that. And when they do that, then the CBA approves it and then they can start renegotiating TV contracts the next year with expanded playoffs and make even more money that the teams aren't going to spend. But that's besides the point. Um, I honestly think they're covering up a lot of what happened with the Astros. Oh, I'm sure. Every There's so many holes in this story and everything that's going on. They have to be hiding something. I, yeah. I, I mean, wouldn't be we surprised. Saw, you sent me that article. You sent me the article by Jared Diamond uh, from the Wall Street Journal, which yes. I didn't get to read on the Wall Street Journal. I had to find it yeah. somewhere else because I don't have the Wall Street Journal. Thanks, Wall Street uh, Journal. We're not going to subscribe, okay? We just want to know. I just wanted this one story, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> which basically like went into detail about mm-hmm. the Astros organization and how they were stealing signs and how they were recording those stolen signs. And when you look back to the report and it says, well, this was player driven and the organization really didn't have that much to do with it. And they were just kind of supporting the players. But when you look at it, they have this whole code breaker program and diamond alluded to it, maybe extending further into the 2018 season. And then we have all this, this evidence that Jose Altuve might've had a buzzer on his on his chest when he had a home run off for all this Chapman was like are really are we really stacking up all this quote unquote evidence all these things that are pretty easy to speculate on and saying did MLB really not find anything no right, right. I don't believe that at all listen I told the FBI to hire me I could look into all this stuff I could do it I think I could handle it. Maybe be more competent than the MLB because, yes, you're absolutely right. It does seem like there are some convenient holes in this entire story. Um, And obviously it's been taking over the entire baseball world for the past, what, two, just two months, not even. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I also think it's important to note that everyone was saying we should fire Rob Manfred. He's a terrible commissioner. It's not his job to make the fans happy, which he definitely does not. (laughs) It's his job to keep the owners rich because they're the ones who are in charge of him. So you tell me what makes baseball more money. Huge cheating scandal that covers multiple teams goes way beyond the reports that have already come out. Because let's be honest, everything that happened, we got from Mike Fires and John Boy. Mm -hmm. That's everything they had in the report. That's all the evidence they had. MLB didn't find anything else. Mike Fires and John Boy had it all. Really? Is that what we think? Right. Or does it make more sense to try to limit the damage as soon as possible? It's it, The owners would rather not have a gigantic scandal on their hands. Because they only care about making money. Well, that's baseball, Susan. The game that's has... baseball, Susan. The game has definitely changed. Um, 
some for the some for better some for worse it's it's been a challenge but no i i can i can see I, there's definitely a lot more and honestly i don't think it's i don't think any of it's going to come to light because they have enough money to keep it hidden yeah i doubt i doubt we ever find out the full story maybe like 50 years from now alex bregman writes a book and he's like look i'll tell everything that happened I was like, oh, this is great. This happened 50 years ago, so we don't really give a shit anymore. But, like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I do have a serious question for all of uh, all of our listeners out there because we talked about this earlier today. It's not even about baseball, kind of. I sent, um, I sent James a screenshot of a tweet, and he yelled at me for using light mode or day oh. mode. All right? I use day mode on my Twitter. Apparently, he uses night mode. What's uh, what's the deal? I was not going to put you on blast for that. I was going to well, I was going to keep the public out of this because I know for a fact that the public is on my side. Right. Listen, let Night me defend mode myself. Is the way to can go. I can I have a minute, please? Yes. <laughs> can I defend, defend myself? Defend yourself. Defend yourself. <laughs> All right, listen. When it's dark mode, I my eyes strain more. When it's light mode, everything's just, you know, bright and then it's there and I just see it and I don't even have to squint. That's my defense. I don't. <laughs> Counterpoint: Day mode is too bright. Night mode is awesome. No, I disagree. I disagree. I think day mode is better. And I'll I know t- I'm I'll in the minority here. I know I'll I'm t- in the minority do have... here. <laughs> do you have any other anything else you want to discuss? Um, I do want to discuss that. Um, <clears throat> just put away my Christmas tree this past week. Found my wow, tree topper, late. Brett Gardner, ah, face nice. down on the ground, being dragged around by my cat. So I had a nice Ooh. conversation with her about how in this home we love and we respect Brett Gardner and we don't throw him on the ground. So he sleeps with me I bet me she now. learned her lesson. He sleeps with me that's now. Fair. Yeah, that's exactly. Fair. But honestly, that's that's all for me. And um, in personal news, I guess. Um, what about you? What's what's going on? Are you feeling better? Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling not sick. Uh, I'm definitely healthier. Uh, I still have no Wi-Fi and no cable in the apartment, which is why I don't know how this audio is going to sound on my part because I'm recording it on my phone. Um, so that might be bad. Hopefully at this time next week I have Wi-Fi. Uh, then I can start watching baseball shows again, which would be great. I have been jonesing to watch Bull Durham, but I only have it on streaming. I, I own it, but it's on a streaming service. So I can either watch it on my phone, which is like disgusting. Or I can wait until I get Wi-Fi and watch it on my TV again, which would that be just was, the uh, best thing ever. That was on TV last Saturday. I pulled it up and I it was like the middle of the movie. And I was like, oh, I want to watch from the beginning. So I didn't watch it. But I told my dad about it. It's one of my, one of my dad's favorite movies. Um, All-time movie. All-time movie. I so, own like nine movies and that's one of them. So now is the best time, too, to start, you know, binging all the baseball movies before official baseball starts. Um, So I know it's not really a popular opinion, but someone tweeted the other day and said, you know, their girlfriend, um, they were doing like a a baseball movie binge watching session and they wanted suggestions of movies that you have to see. And of course, I was all in on For the Love of the Game. I love that movie. Phenomenal movie. Great movie. Um, Not everyone agrees, though, apparently. And it's on sale. It's not on streaming, but it's on sale for $5 at Target. So there. 
Okay. So in that case, now that we've had our baseball movies discussion that we were not planning on having, nope. uh, I will ask all of our listeners who are very invested in this day mode versus night mode thing on Twitter, leave a five-star review. Tell me which one is right. No, that's we'll not fair. We'll put a poll out to on Twitter. But... That's not fair because we know you're right. I know you're right. I know, but I need to be. I need to be proven right. I need. We need the reviews to prove me right. Right. You need the stats behind it. That pure baseball analytics guy. Yes, exactly. Also, I want to give a, a quick fuck you shout out to the guys. Oh, that I forgot to tell you about this. I went to my buddy's cabin last weekend in Pennsylvania, and it's in like the remote wilderness. And the people there, it was just like these like 40, 50 something year old dudes who had like 10 of them at their cabin. They were having like a weekend party and they came down and crashed our thing. And they were huge assholes. And when they found out that I did a podcast with you, they said, you have a woman talking baseball on your podcast. And I said, OK, first of all, fuck you guys. Allison Case is the best goddamn podcast host that this entire world has ever seen. So, shout out to you and fuck those guys. Wow, guys. Wow. What are they living in, like, the 19th century? Get over yourselves. Well, they live in Pennsylvania, so basically. So, pretty much, yeah. It's big Amish country out yeah. there, for sure. But shout um, out to you and fuck you to those guys. Hey, thanks. Thank- I agree with this. Uh, I agree with that shout out, for sure. Yeah, uh, I, did, I did tell them the name of it, so I'm hoping that once they figure out what a podcast is, they come back and listen to this episode and hear me tell them to go fuck, some, uh, go fuck themselves. <laughs> See, I don't drop the F-bomb on the podcast, so I can't do I that. Know, that's but just me. Please be better. Be better. Be better. That's what I can say that's to them. That's right. Be better. That's another thing you can leave a five-star review about if you want. You can just say how awesome Allison Case is. I like those. They're fun. But yeah. listen, I would tell them if they are listening to this to be better people. And if they ever wanted to discuss baseball, I can run circles around them. So let's go. Absolutely. Let's go. All right. Let's wrap it up there. Next okay. week, hopefully, I'll have Wi-Fi and it'll be a little more normal. Yeah, because I'm recording this week, so prayers this doesn't get lost. Ah! Yeah. (laughs) All right, see you next week. All right, bye, everyone.